You're listening to the Citrus Church Podcast. Now, here's the message. Hopefully, you're all making the best of our current situation. I've been trying to keep myself busy so far. I think I've put back together my first guitar, finished a novel, read another novel, planned out some things for worship and just other various projects, just trying to keep myself going. Between the news and staying home, it kept me. It kind of got me thinking that it feels like we're in a desert, metaphorically speaking. Now, we see deserts as these large, dry, sandy stretches of land. And if you Google deserts, you just get pictures of sand. They're these extremely harsh environments. And if you go into one unprepared, they can get pretty scary. Now, it may be difficult to imagine that we're in a desert. So my good friend Google gave me a list of words that describe being in the desert. And some of these may resonate. So we have solitude, unproductive, extreme, never ending, dark, desolate, lonely, bleak, angry, sad, powerless. I don't know about you, but some of those sound pretty, pretty familiar to me. Now, remembering stories from the Bible where dreams are interpreted, I was curious to see what deserts represent in dreams. And here's what I found. There's basically two sides to the interpretations, a negative and a positive side, to put it simply. On the negative side, deserts represent a lack of new ideas and energy, something devoid of feeling or feeling alone in a hopeless situation. But on the positive side, deserts also represent new opportunity, future wealth and future happiness. And thinking through what deserts physically and metaphorically represent, it's important to see what the Bible says about deserts. And just to acknowledge it, in the Bible, the desert and wilderness are used interchangeably depending on what version of the Bible you're using. And also, I'm skipping the Israelites in the desert for 40 years, the Exodus, I'm skipping that because... While they were in the desert for a long time, God did provide for them. And also, it wasn't supposed to be, you know, a 40-year journey. They were cursed to wander 40 years because they disobeyed God. What was supposed to be a short trip kind of turned into a very long trip because they chose not to believe. So I'm skipping all of that or skipping any detail or anything doing with that. Because that's what the Bible references a lot. But I won't read all of it, but... A lot of this comes from Matthew chapter three and chapter four. And in chapter three, it says in those days, John the Baptist came and preached in the desert of Judah. He said, turn away from your sins. The kingdom of heaven has come near. John is the one Isaiah, the prophet had spoken about. He had said, a messenger is calling out in the desert. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made out of camel's hair. He had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea. They also came from the whole area around the Jordan River. When they confessed their sins, John baptized them in the Jordan. It then goes on to say, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan River. He wanted to be baptized by John, but John tried to stop him. So he told Jesus, I need to be baptized by you. So why do you come to me? 
Jesus replied, let it be this way for now. It is right for us to do this. It carries out God's holy plan. Then John agreed. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he came up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open. Jesus saw the spirit of God coming down on him like a dove. A voice from heaven said, this is my son and I love him. I am very pleased with him. Likewise, I won't read all of chapter four, but in chapter four, we see verse one, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the desert. There the devil tempted him. After 40 days and 40 nights of going without eating, Jesus was hungry. The tempter came to him. He said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man must not live only on bread. He must also live on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And skipping down to verse 12, it says John had been put in prison. When Jesus heard about this, he returned to Galilee. Jesus left Nazareth and went to live in the city of Capernaum. It was by the lake in the area of Zebulon and Naphtali. And that way, what the prophet Isaiah had said came true. He had said, land of Zebulon, land of Naphtali, Galilee, where Gentiles live. Land among the Mediterranean Sea, territory east of the Jordan River. The people who are now living in darkness have seen a great light. They are now living in a very dark land, but a light has shined on them. From that time on, Jesus began to preach. Turn away from your sins, he said. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Now, what stands out to me is that John the Baptist's ministry was based in the desert, and that's where he lived, and the people left their towns and their surrounding areas to come hear him. Likewise, we have Jesus going out into the desert and being tempted, and the temptation is what shows the start of his ministry, according to Matthew, at least. From these two chapters, we see that good can come out of the desert. From these two chapters, we see that good can come out of the desert. Not only that, but as bleak and desolate as they may be, deserts could be the launching place for something great. So, though things seem bleak, lonely, or never-ending as the desert, though you may feel angry, sad, or maybe powerless, good can come from the desert, and good can come from the isolation. What we are going through right now could be the launching point of something great. Hopefully you've enjoyed listening today. If you haven't already, like us on Facebook, check out our past sermon series. I'll let the ladies, I'll let the lady say the rest. Thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, citruschurch.org. If you found refreshments in this message, share it with a friend. And hey, God loves you. <laughs>